0: just waiting a little bit longer to see if anyone else is going to show up. But I mean, what a, what a crazy week in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm super excited and super happy with the, the way that this United Wrestling Network NWA relationship has been, uh, working out. I mean, despite the first week's episode with some technical snafus, we had a really good main event, um, we had a really good main event at um Primetime Live, the uh, the first episode. And uh, we're having we had a very good second episode of Primetime Live that was headlined by Thunder Rosa uh, taking on Priscilla Kelly. And that was that was such a unique show because when you're watching professional wrestling, there's always a winner, there's always a loser. That's how it goes. But on this particular night of wrestling, I felt even the guys and gals who lost Their matches looked really, really good, like uh, very incredibly good, better than they should have looked maybe. I mean, Priscilla Kelly looked like a star to me on Tuesday night, and I know who Priscilla Kelly is. I've seen her in the ring before. I was very much impressed with how good she was. I was very much impressed with guys like Slice Boogie. You know, he was the 2019 SoCal Uncensored Rookie of the Year out here in Southern California. I was very impressed with the way Watts looked. Of course, how could you not be? It's Watts. Uh, I was very impressed with Danny Limelight. Again, all of these matches took these these interesting dichotomies, these opponents very much were evenly matched and and, in you know, you could have had these guys wrestle five times in a row and had different results every single time. So I was really excited about that, and I thought they did a terrific job in uh, in trying to do um, the show. And uh, I just see a bunch of you other guys joining here. My my uh, phone was being a little delayed there. Um, hello, Kerouac and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood News. We got the McCoy brothers. Uh, one of the wrestlers he knows from the NWA is Mike and Maria from WWE and Impact Wrestling. Yeah, Mike, Bennett, Mike, Bennett, and Marie. Well, I'm being told that I'm uh, I'm muted here. I don't know what's going on. Let me see. Being muted on, oh, yeah, I am muted. How about now? How about now? We'll have to fix that in post. Um, yeah, Mike and Maria definitely looked really good uh, in their uh, United Wrestling Network debut. Primetime Live, I think Mike Bennett really impressed a lot of people. And I know this is kind of old news, but again, uh, I think the the great thing about the show thus far, the great thing that they're doing is they're, they found this way to bring in talent who we may not have heard from, we may not have known, or people we don't uh, specifically think of when it comes to the National Wrestling Alliance or the United Wrestling Network. And we get just this these incredible matches. So, one of the matches that I'm very much looking forward to, like I'm I'm very excited, and I've been excited since day one, uh, when they first announced the primetime live, is that I saw that our friend, the former uh well, I guess he is the still the current NWA national third degree Mongrobian uh national champion was on the poster. He was on the flyer from the very get-go. And so that led me to believe that we were eventually going to see that title being defended in Long Beach in the Thunder Studios. And, and guys, I've been there personally. That studios is magnificent. It's one of the best places I've ever seen professional wrestling take place. And that goes in line with the old Glendale Studios, where the original championship wrestling from Hollywood found its footing uh, many, many years ago. It's better than the Galaxy Theater in Santa Ana, it's better than the Hollywood Regent Showcase Theater in Hollywood, California. It's better than the Ocean View Pavilion. It was better than the uh, the Wenchou uh, Entertainment Expo where we saw uh, the match take place in China. It was a really good venue. And that, that national championship, I would really, really like to see that happen. And we are going to get to see that next week. Um, Todd Kenley says, Everything clicked this time from the Saturday Night's Main Event-style promos kicking things off and beyond. Todd, you're 100% right. I mean, you you know, episode one, I felt like maybe there might've been some pacing issues. I know they had to kind of rush to get to that uh, main event. And I, a lot of things felt rushed on night one, but night two, that was smooth like butter. I think everything went well. Every match told a story. Every promo helped deliver that match. And of course you and, and, uh, you guys on commentary did a very good job as well. I think everything played up right. David Marquez in the back doing the uh, pre-show interviews, Chris Dickinson calling out the tag team match, uh, Carl Fredericks looking like a rock star, uh, you know, Thunder Rosa proving why she's the hottest commodity in professional wrestling today. It all blended very, very well. It all made for a great night in wrestling. And again, now you've got your measuring stick for championship, excuse me, for United wrestling Network's primetime live. This is the show that we're going to measure all the others up against. Production was good. Look and feel was good. Sounded good. The wrestling was good. The promos were good. Everything was great. Um, And and Dave Scooby comments uh, on their Instagram live feed that, yes, all the wrestlers, whether they won or not, looked great. They all put on a great show. Win or lose, they all did their job correctly. They all looked good. But the, the match that I, I'm very excited about, the match that I can't wait to see, is that National Heavyweight Championship. Aaron Stevens, Trevor Murdoch. Now, this match, this feud was building on NWA Power. In fact, this is the first time that a feud from NWA Power is being transmitted to Thunder Studios. The feud started in Atlanta, Georgia, and now it's coming to Long Beach, California, in what should be a very compelling storyline. I mean... When you talk about Trevor Murdoch, Trevor Murdoch and Dave Marquez have a long standing history, a lot of tradition. Now you have to remember Trevor Murdoch was trained by the late Harley Race, who of course was a confidant of Dave Marquez. You know, Dave Marquez went into business business with Harley Race and Gordon soldley to start World Legion Wrestling many, many moons ago. And one of their one of the bright stars of that program was Trevor Murdoch. And for those of you guys who've been following championship wrestling from Hollywood or the David Marquez productions for years, will know that, you know, Trevor Murdoch was here when they first started shooting championship wrestling from Hollywood at the Columbia square studios. He and Lance Cade were part of the tag teams that they brought into, to kind of beef up the NWA tag team division. They had a feud with the skull crushers who were then the NWA tag team champions. And then furthermore, when Dave Marquez started touring again, after those, those shows uh, took place. Dave Marquez started touring the country. We had shows in, in fact, all over North America. Shows in Canada, short shows West Coast, East Coast, Midwest, Southwest. And Trevor Murdoch was on a bunch of these shows. So they've always had this kind of bonded, connection, connected relationship. And I always kind of felt that we would see Trevor Murdoch on Primetime Live when it eventually was going to happen. And, of course, it, it's going to happen. Um, it's only fitting that Murdoch would be here at prime time because of, you know, everything that I mentioned. Plus the feud between him and Aaron Stevens is one of the hotter feuds that was brewing for NWA power. I mean, this match was supposed to take place at the Crockett Cup in 2020 before, well, before the whole world got put on pause. The NWA had to cancel its uh, Crockett Cup pay-per-view. They had to put a pause on that. And of course, there's been a change in leadership and a change in direction with the NWA. And so a lot of their live events, well, all of their live events got canceled. And and basically, the NWA has been on hiatus until primetime live. But during that time, I mean, we had uh, Murdoch, you know, he started off with these matches with a question mark, and they were trying to build up to getting to the TV title tournament. And, And Murdoch was then a part of that TV title tournament while Aaron Stevens was fishing his way through a few with Ricky Starks and managed to get himself a match a three-way match at hard times where he took on Colt Boom Boom Cabana and Ricky Starks for that national championship and wound up stealing the title he ended up getting the belt and it was shocked a lot of people because up until that point it wasn't like Aaron Stevens had a huge a huge uh, win loss record he he was you know he was doing the best he could he, I mean, he was doing the best he could to get by. Um, you know, his feud with Ricky Starks, it started off as him just basically Starks owning him in that feud. Uh, Aaron Stevens did his best to kind of cultivate uh, any kind of steam, but really didn't get any momentum going until he forged that relationship with the master of karate, the question mark. And through that relationship, Aaron Stevens forged a new style of wrestling. And we started seeing more and more out of Aaron Stevens and more and more wins on that win-loss column. So that the Mongroving contingent of the question mark and Aaron Stevens began to kind of target Trevor Murdoch. And it was at a point where uh, Aaron Stevens, who was the national champion, had a, had a match with Sal Renaro and kind of took liberties with Renaro, who was a much smaller guy. <laughs> that's, that's right. Todd Kelly wants to point out there is no Christmas tree at the Thunder Studios. I mean, he might head off to the esports arena. I mean, he might go head out to the uh, catering, but there is no Christmas tree that he can hide behind. That's for sure. And so when Aaron Stevens uh, started targeting uh, Sal Renaro, and he was looking to kind of maybe injure Sal Renaro. That's when Trevor Murdoch took exception, and he stood up for Renaro and said, you know, you can't do that to somebody like me. And that's where the War of Wars began. They had a matchup, ended in a 60-minute time limit draw. Um, Aaron Stevens would go on to wrestle Scott Steiner at a pay-per-view, and although he was unsuccessful in winning the match, he did retain his title because it was a disqualification. But later... Later, that's when things started to get really hot between the question. Excuse me, uh, between Aaron Stevens and Trevor Murdoch. They had that matchup with a question mark, and and Trevor Murdoch faced off one on one, and ended in less than a minute. And immediately after that match, Aaron Stevens blindsided Trevor Murdoch and really took a beating to a whole new level. Like really put the boots to Trevor Murdoch. And it was surprising to me. It was surprising to see Trevor Murdoch put in that position. It was surprising to me to see, uh, you know, Aaron Stevens being so aggressive. It's something we hadn't seen from him yet in NWA power. So I was pleasantly surprised, shockingly surprised that these two just went to war with this, with, with this, this whole angle was really coming to a culmination that was supposed to take place at the Crockett Cup. In fact, on Superpower and the matches leading up to Superpower, there were some uh, some segments that were cut back due to timing, due to uh, time restraints, due to the fact that they weren't going to put on a Crockett Cup that actually had, uh, had a sit-down interview between Trevor Murdoch and Aaron Stevens. And Trevor Murdoch was quick to point out, time in, time out, Aaron Stevens... You don't deserve this title. You're unwilling to defend this title. You're unwilling to be a fighting champion. That's what this crowd wants. This is what the NWA wants is a fighting champion. And Aaron Stevens, and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this because I wasn't there live. This is the, what I heard. Aaron Stevens simply kind of replied with, I am doing this because that's how I'm going to stay champion. That's how I'm going to hold on to this belt. That accumulation, that, that feud that was so exciting that everyone was getting ready to see. I mean, again, God damn the COVID-19 that put everything on pause because there's so much positivity going forward with NWA Power. But thank God that we are going to have this match take place Tuesday at the Thunder Studios. You guys can order the show on Fight TV. It's $7.99 for the first episode, or excuse me, for episode three. If you want to go back and just do yourself a favor, go ahead and pay for the $23.99 four-pack bundle because you'll get the re-upped episode one, which had most of the technical glitches taken care of. You'll get episode two, which was probably the standard bearer for what the United Wrestling Network should be going forward. And, of course, lastly, you'll get this episode this week and, of course, episode four of the following week, but you'll get this episode this week, which is not only going to feature the matchup, between Trevor Murdoch and Aaron Stevens for that NWA, almost said heritage, national championship. You're also going to get Remy Marcel making his debut for Primetime Live, taking on the very, very good, very, very good Greek god, Papadon. And Papadon has made a, uh, an appearance here and there for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood in the past. He's based on the East Coast. This is a guy who can really go in the ring. This will be a great match. We also have Ray Rosas defending. Well, I don't know if the, it's actually a championship match, but he'll be in Long Beach. He is the Hollywood Heritage Champion. He is the Arizona State Champion, and he'll be facing Pablo Esco, who's recently made his debut at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Also on the card, we're going to have a United Wrestling Network Tag Team Title Match uh, they used to be called Static. Now they're being called Socially Distanced. We'll be taking on uh, the Real Money Brothers, who we just saw last week. That match is going to be a little bit more intense than the match we saw on Tuesday. We're also going to have Nicole Savoy take on Allison Kay. Now, we thought this week's women's match was hard-hitting, and it was. Let me Let me rephrase that. We definitely saw a hard-hitting women's match this week. Allison Kay, Nicole Savoy are definitely going to bring another hard-hitting women's match. Then we have the debut of one of my favorites, Ruby Reyes. She'll make her debut on Prime Time Live. And we're going to see her take on uh, uh, somebody new. I believe her name is Cece. Um, I'm not super familiar with her. I think she recently made her debut in Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Again, this is another match that you guys are going to definitely want to check out. And it seems like, you know, again, this show is going to be stacked. There's about seven matches all together on this show. And uh, forgive me if I'm leaving somebody out. I don't have my cue cards here in front of me. But I think it's really going to be an exciting night of wrestling. And I think if, if you guys aren't on board yet, you should get you should try it. If you don't like it, try the first episode, 799. See how you feel. See how you like a night of wrestling where they pull back the dramatics. They pull back some of the soap opera stuff Professional wrestling—the things that you see on Monday nights, or the things you see on, uh, you know, Wednesday nights—and see more of just that professional wrestling match promo, match promo, match promo, not a whole lot of shenanigans in between. And if you don't like it, yeah, you don't have to order it again. But I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you want to represent the NWA, oh yeah, Todd Kennedy pointed out Chris Dickinson will be in action—the dirty daddy. That's just weird to say, the Dirty Daddy. his debut was so intense. And the beating he gave to Jordan Cruz, I mean, Jordan Cruz is still walking. He's still breathing. He's still alive. But good Lord. And what's next for Dickinson? What happens when Dickinson runs into somebody on a more even keel? What happens when Chris Dickinson runs into Carl Fredericks? What happens when Chris Dickinson runs into Watts? I am very much looking forward to seeing the, the maturation of Chris Dickinson in Primetime Live. Of course, uh, like I mentioned, Carl Fredericks, Watts, a lot of these guys, if you don't know, you need to check these shows out because their talent is immense. The popularity is increasing. You know, Future stars of wrestling out of Las Vegas has recently come to terms with the United Wrestling Network to help bring in some more talent to an already stacked show. I mean, we've got stars representing the national wrestling Alliance first and foremost, and we've had about two NWA matches per card that that streak will continue this week. And then we have, uh, stars from new Japan pro wrestling, the LA dojo, you know, you know, with, uh, with Danny limelight, and Carl Fredericks, we have stars from the East coast, like Priscilla Kelly, like, like, like Chris Dickinson, we see talent from championship wrestling from Hollywood, championship wrestling from Arizona, and you're going to see more of that. You're going to see more talent come to this United Wrestling Network. You'll see more free agents like Mike Bennett show up because this is where professional wrestling is really being introduced in a different style that you, we're not accustomed to. We're not seeing this on Monday nights. We're not seeing this on Wednesday nights. This is a little bit different and for what I'm excited You know, you know, with uh, with Danny Limelight and Carl Fredericks, we have stars from the East Coast like Priscilla Kelly, like, like, like Chris Dickinson. We see talent from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Championship Wrestling from Arizona. And you're going to see more of that. You're going to see more talent come to this United Wrestling Network. You'll see more free agents like Mike Bennett show up because this is where professional wrestling is really being introduced in a different style that you were not accustomed to. We're not seeing this on Monday nights. We're not seeing this on Wednesday nights. This is a little bit different. And for what I'm excited. So now I'll take a chance. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to read some of your comments. I, I see that, uh, you know, I'm on two screens right now. I'm on Uh, I'm on our Twitch stream, and I'm here on Instagram Live. Um, I see that Dr. Rob Stinson joined us. He said that Chris Dickinson is for real, and 100%, I do agree with that. Uh, Dave Scooby says, Jervis should stay clear of Chris Dickinson. And I think that's the consensus, man. If you're Jervis Cottonbelly, maybe you don't return back to Thunder Studios. And then, of course, over here on our Twitch stream, we've got Ryan Romano in the house. We've got Wrestling With MMA in the house. Um, Ryan Romano said episode one was great despite the issues with fight there's no topping episode two for me personally until La Mer shows up again Thunder Rosa on her destruction tour 100% made a great night of wrestling for wrestling fans if you guys were watching that show you know how how good that match was and, and, and I don't know if 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 Thunder Rosa brought out the best in Priscilla Kelly, or if Priscilla Kelly stepped her game up, but that was a great match. I was very excited to see it. Um, Wrestling with MMA says, uh, "Oh, <laughs> Chris Dickinson is a beast, and he can't wait to see what they plan to do with him." One hundred percent. He's a guy who he's a bit of a loose cannon, right? He's a little bit of a, a spitfire. We'll see what happens with what Chris Dickinson is going to bring to the table, but ultimately, I think he is going to be—he's going to be an integral part of what the United Wrestling Network primetime Live is going forward. Ryan Romano says Rosa and Kelly Watson, Drake Martinson, and Limelight were top three from episode two. Absolutely. And and all of those matches were so good. And I'll even throw in Slice Boogie and Carl Fredericks was a really good match. I mean, Slice Boogie was a rookie last year. And it's not like he's had an opportunity to do a lot of seasoning in 2020. I mean, most of the wrestling world was closed for business. And Slice Boogie showed up and put on one hell of a match with Carl Fredericks. Now, I never once believed that Carl Fredericks was going to lose that match. But I do believe Slice Boogie gave him every single thing he had. I I tip my hat off to Slice Boogie. That guy, that guy made me a believer, and I I want to see more of him. Let's see, uh, wrestling with MM, and he says Dickinson versus Hammerstone will bring the house down, and he feels like it's inevitable. I mean, that's again these matches, the brutality, the these aren't. These aren't your traditional TV matches. I mean, these are a higher property. They are a higher grade of pro wrestling. And I think we're seeing something very special in the United Wrestling Network. I think Dave Marquez and company really figured out a formula that's working. Of course, it only works if we continue to support it. You know, the four-episode four, four episode package, if you're, if you're even remotely interested in this show, if you're even remotely interested in what we're talking about right now, do yourself a favor go to fight TV order the four pack you won't regret it uh, Ryan Romano uh, also says that uh, Thunder Rosa and Priscilla Kelly brought out the best in each other and I agree man I whew, I was blown away by that match and I've seen Priscilla Kelly before like I said I'm not I'm not naive to who she is she's she was out here in Southern California she wrestled for AWS she's wrestled for quintessential Pro she's been around. But this was something different in her intensity, in her fortitude, and again, that never say die attitude that she spoke about in her promos. You could beat her down, but you can't. You can't make her quit. I mean, she is tough. I mean, ultimately, our women's world champion won, but good lord. So as always, we like to wrap it up right around right around that 25-minute mark, and we're here. So I want to say, first of all, thank you guys for checking out the uh, the hot tag. Even though I'm flying solo today. Uh, oh, uh, Todd Kenley wants us all to know that Slice had a great championship wrestling from Hollywood match with Danny Limelight Rivera recently too. You can also find that on the United Wrestling Network YouTube channel or on Fight TV. They do put all the United uh, all the championship wrestling from Hollywood matches there on Fight TV. So I do recommend that. But um, we we are up against the clock now. And again, I want to say thank you to everyone who checked this show out. Again, on 8 p.m. on Sundays, you can see this is the NWA podcast. My partner, Will Martin, who's usually sitting right up here above me, along with Gary Horn and the good Dr. Robert Stinson, talk about prized fight wrestling, and specifically the National Wrestling Alliance with you, the hashtag NWA fam. Um, Of course, on Tuesdays, you'll see me, before the show on the, the, uh, pre party. And, uh, we do that again. That streams on YouTube, uh, Facebook and here on Twitch TV. Um, lastly, uh, after primetime live, uh, the boys over at this is the NWA podcast do a, a recap. And then also tonight, tonight, Friday night, you'll see the Alliance guys do their recap of the primetime live pay-per-view. I hope you guys will check it out. Uh, And then, of course, coming in the next few days, few weeks, we will be doing a retrospective of the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship, a division that would be highlighted by Kevin Martinson and Danny Limelight Rivera if there was a junior heavyweight division today. Hope you guys will check it out. But, again, uh, this is uh, the Friday Hot Tag, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Be good to each other.